This is On the Horn, episode number 1,261, recorded Monday, August 22nd, 2016. City Brownstone, or Country Estate, some great topics discussed, including the myth of city dwelling, a very polite Tim Cook, and you'll never guess which country pays its athletes the most cash for a gold medal win in the Olympics. That and much, much more coming up next on The Horn. This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. Bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 Storage. Highly scalable, secure, fast, and inexpensive. All from a name you trust. Amazon. Visit aws.amazon.com. It's time to get on the horn, the interactive news show where we cover the news stories of the week and uh, some of the social issues of our time. This episode is also sponsored by Budwitz and Meyerjack, personal and enterprise accounting and by Sandits Travel for business and leisure travel services. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Parker. And behind the glass here is Mr. Carl G. Bloom. How are you, sir? I am well. Terrific. How was your weekend? It was was nice. uh, The weather finally broke here. It was still a little hot this weekend. It was. But man, today was so nice. Oh, you get rid of that humidity and I am just a happy, happy guy. Yeah, nice breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What else can I say? Nice breeze. It was really good. Uh, Usually we also hear from Eric Blasman Blazinski. Uh, He is taking a little vacation with the family, but we'll get back with him next week. You can also follow us on Twitter, by the way. Uh, Carl is Yesbjorn McGee. E-S-B-J-O-R-N-M-C-G-E-E on the Twitter. Uh, Blasman is at Blasman, and I, Brian Parker, am at On the Horn 500. Uh, two big headlines that we're going to talk about today, the sustainable city myth. Cities thought to be very, you know, the sustainable model for efficiency and energy use might be kind of a myth, as mm. it turns out. And uh, Carl is going to uh, talk about uh, Olympic gold panning, which I can't wait (laughs) to figure out what the heck that is about. But before we talk about those stories, we like to play a little game we call the Weekly Current Events Quiz. So I have a few questions to ask you from news stories of the past week. And let's see if you are paying attention. And uh, let me know. Are you ready? Shoot. If you get the question right, you'll hear a... And if you get it wrong, you'll hear a... All right. Question number one. Don't cheat. I see you looking. You were cheating there. All right. This Trump campaign manager dismissed reports of Ukrainian payments as silly. Do you remember what that was about? (laughs) That was uh, Paul Manafort. Yes, Paul Manafort. He had worked over there for uh, the then president, now ousted president of uh, Ukraine. As a political consultant, I guess you you could say, but they're trying to tie him into the whole, uh, oh, you know, he's working for Trump and Trump is just a shill for Putin. They kind of go a long way. But anyway, good job. Uh, Brazil pre- played for pride, not revenge in this gold medal match in soccer against this country. Do you say soccer or do you say football? I say soccer. I say soccer the too. The rest of the world says football. Yeah. Who did they play in the gold medal match for pride, not revenge? The revenge part is the is the big key. Argentina? Oh. Mm, not a bad guess, but revenge would mean maybe who they lost to, who they got shellacked by. 
I think it was like seven to one in the uh, World Cup. Germany. Germany. Ah. That's right. Horrible floods hit this state uh, this past week, leaving behind ruined homes, lives, and families. What state got hit by terrible floods this past week? Louisiana. That's right. What government agency just made all of their research free online? All of their research. It wasn't the NSA. (laughs) Oh, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? Research. Yeah. Federal agency. Federal agency. Research. Department of Agriculture? Uh, NASA. Oh. NASA. Which is a lot of fun. Go over to NASA.gov. Boy, I thought it would have all... I, I thought it was already public. They don't hide stuff. It's not like they're conspiracy theory. Right. But not all of it is now. Oh. Whether it is... It's just the raw research and data. So if you guys want to help us out because our budget keeps getting slashed. Right. <laughs> feel free. <laughs> All right, this next question is uh, is me saying, come on, Baltimore. What's wrong with the lawyer that they just hired to help them combat the, uh, combat the police brutality, discrimination, and misconduct that they have experienced in the last few years? Oh, he had some felony charges, didn't he? Nah, I don't know if he did. Misconduct. But this is, no, uh... this is what was wrong with this guy was he was. Not a lawyer. A member of the American neo-Nazi party. Oh. Helping them combat police brutality, discrimination, and misconduct. Come on, Baltimore. All right. Which OS, which operating system, computer operating system, will Google phase out of its Chrome apps? Is it Windows, Mac, or Linux? I'm guessing Linux. It's a trick question. The answer is all of them. Really? They're phasing out all of them. I don't know how much you guys use chrome apps out there we run the show on chrome apps uh, chrome apps um, but we do it through the browser but uh they will not be working if you uh if you have the apps actually installed on your on your windows os your mac huh. os or for that point zero 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 one percent that uses linux those guys all right final question Apple's CEO, Tim Cook, was too polite to throw eggs on the faces of this U.S. agency in light of the recent release of iPhone hacks. Is it the DOJ? Ooh. What? Not a bad guess, but this happens to be the NSA. Oh, because, so if you remember, this was, do I remember the guy's name? Saeed Farouk out in San Bernardino Valley, had an iPhone 5C. Right. And there was a big thing about Tim Cook writing this open letter saying, look, you know, the government's trying to force us to write a, a hack for our own operating system. And our stance is, you can't, I can't write a hack. We can't write a hack because if we write a hack, it's going to get out there. It's right. going to get out there. We don't have one. We'd have to build it in. And we don't want to do that. And uh, as it tur- And so the NSA's response was, no, no, no. You just give it to us. We're the NSA. We'll keep it secure. Right. Turns out NSA was hacked, and now that hack is out there in the wild. Lovely. Lovely. Tremendous. All right. You you didn't do very well, but... Was that two out of... Uh, what'd you get right? You got Paul Manafort. You got Louisiana. And that was it. And that was it. Well, the OS thing was kind of a trick question. Uh, do you want to go first or second? Do we still have a coin toss up here? Because we could, we could do a coin toss to see who goes first. <laughs> You want to be heads or tails? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll be tails. You be heads. <clears throat> okay. Which is it? Looks like tails. 
Tales. That's me. That's you. Hey, hubba, 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 hubba. So this comes from the Scientific American. The Myth of the Sustainable City uh, is written by John W. Day and Charles Hall. This is from a larger book that they wrote about sustainability of cities. Urban areas are usually celebrated to have the most energy efficient and uh, low per capita carbon dioxide emissions. But the accounting ignores how and where they acquire these resources, which is really the rub. So they go on to quote a couple people here. Uh, David Owen did a uh, well-quoted article in the, New in the New Yorker magazine. He wrote that, uh, quote, the average Manhattanite consumes petrol at a rate in this country that uh, has not been seen since the 1920s. 82% of Manhattan residents travel to work via public transit, which is great, bicycle, terrific, or on foot, even better, don't have to lock up your bicycle, and 10 times that, of, that, that is uh, 10 times the rate for Americans in general. So that's terrific. That's good news. Sure. 56% of those in the New York area drive to work, which is not as good, but According to the same study, New York City has the longest commute time at 35 minutes and the fifth highest congestion score in 10 cities in the U.S. with worse traffic. So that's quite something. So people are saying, well, it takes a long time to get there. There's 56 people or 56 percent of us driving to work, but a lot of us are taking other routes, which is terrific. Elizabeth Farley writes in the, I think this is a book, Blubberland. Uh, the density is the key to sustainability. If we were to design a green settlement pattern from scratch, it would not be suburbia or urban villages or Greek fishing towns or even, say, Barcelona. It would be Manhattan. Manhattan or something very like it. She's saying it is the greenest city on earth. So these two things are what John and Charles, Mr. Day, Mr. Hall, are kind of taking to task here. They say lower emissions are not necessarily due to the people, to the fact that people in New York and Vermont and Massachusetts are driving less or have smaller houses than the folks in, say, West Virginia, Louisiana, or Montana. What the real rub here is, is that very little of the energy in these industrial places like Louisiana, Texas, North Dakota are used by those citizens personally. In addition to refining and all the other industries, petrochemical industries in places like Louisiana and in Texas, hopefully Louisiana will get back on its feet. The majority of the oil producers and, and natural gas producers like Montana and Kentucky and West Virginia are all going to those urban areas like New York. Right. So if you take that out of the equation, suddenly things get completely flip-flopped. They have a great map, which apparently I can't open right now. Come on. What's going on here? I'll just do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> cut and paste. Yeah, cut and paste or copy and Heck paste. Yeah. So if you look at this now, suddenly this becomes a very different story. County annual consumption of gasoline per year. You can see suddenly Manhattan looks terrible once you take out what it actually costs. So places like 
you know, Texas, certainly there's some red dots here in Texas, which is very high consumption, more than 200 million gallons in any one of these particular counties. But whereas before these places that produce the gasoline have really high emissions because of the actual process of getting the gas, once you take that out and you say uses of gas by the actual citizenry, then you see Manhattan is lighting up like a Christmas tree. This is, uh, it's not quite Miami, but it looks like the Fort Lauderdale corridor, Tampa right here. This is, where's that? Daytona. Was that Daytona in, in Florida? Um, south, southern tip of, not even tip, that's like a third of the state of California. Very high. Is that? Seattle area. Oh, yeah, Seattle, Olympia, very high. The beltway here is kind of just sporadically dotted. It almost looks looks like just the cities. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you get into New York, and other than New Mexico and uh, and California, uh, you don't see a bigger area. Even just you know really? all of most most of New Jersey. Look at the little Hartford there's popping up. Hartford, Boston, but the major cities. Right. Um, so once you take that out of the equation. Suddenly, Manhattan does not look like a great thing because they can't produce any of the energy that they're using. So, and the production of the energy is important. So, that's a uh, interesting little. I would be interested to see a, a a map showing per capita consumption because I bet you those urban areas would look much more favorable. With that, that kind of statistic. Well, so that's what they say is that per capita, even when you look at per capita, the amount of emissions for those folks or even just use of gasoline would seem lower. But in order for them to do their daily lives, to get the trucks in with their vegetables and fruits right. and stuff, that goes through the roof. Whereas down in Texas, you just walk out the door and you can get your food. And they're also more likely to use gas less conservatively when it's a dollar cheaper a gallon, like it is down in Georgia. Well, That's maybe, an interesting Maybe not a dollar, point. but... So, so yeah, they call that the price elasticity of it. I wonder if how you could uh, relate that to that, but very interesting. You had a uh, interesting topic where you wanted to chit-chat about what? It was... Uh, oh, the, the Olympics. Gold medals. Did you like the Olympics? <clears throat> I... Liked some of what I Other saw. Other than uh, the Lotke guy. Lotke? Yeah, it's been like a decade. A I still can't say his name. That was just a bizarre story. You know what? Story. The moment he said it, the moment he told a story, I went, no, he didn't. You are so lying right now to us. <laughs> Even when I heard the news story, I was like, boy, that's awfully strange. Yeah. But, you know, these Olympics haven't been uh, devoid of certain amounts of the green pool oh yeah remember the green diving pool that wasn't so good sexism and racism have just been rampant in the reporting of it i mean you look at some of the headlines like uh i remember the tonga guy right oh yeah that's the tonga guy he was sexually harassed by uh hoda and whoever else was there but even one uh headline i saw was about phelps winning some sort of silver and the subtitle was U.S. women win gold. 
it's like what phelps winning silver was a bigger headline than the women winning gold oh what did the women Which, win gold in uh the relay i think it was the i think the men men won as oh, well and track but, and field no no swimming oh swimming yes but our medal count this year, I, we were... Astronomical. Oh, absolutely. I always look at that, too, because sometimes we don't win the most golds, right. but we typically win, if if you just count all the medals as one right. value, you know, the value of 1.0, we typically get the most medals, whatever they are. But I always tried to... I, I always did the math of, like, if a gold is worth three points and a... Silver's worth two, and a, and a bronze is worth one. Then you actually add up the a score, and seldom do we win. We won everything. I oh, mean, we did. We won the most amount of golds, the most amount of silvers, the most amount of absolutely uh, uh, bronze, and thereby the most amount of medals. Right, we, we did very well this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Out of forty six of our gold medals, uh, twenty nine were won by U.S. swimming or track and field. And if you think about those events, I mean, there are multiple, multiple opportunities to win a medal, like Michael Phelps, I think right. backstroke, uh, medley, freestyle, uh, butterfly, butterfly, yeah. Which is, gosh, I just don't understand how people swim that. This is uh, this was cool. The decathlon. I don't know how much press he got. The decathlon seems to be the also ran. <clears throat> Thing. I Which mean, is so weird much, because it used to be such a big deal. It used to be he's the that's the person, right? Bruce Jenner, right? Wheaties, Wheaties, right? There you go. Not so much. I mean, Ashton Eaton. I got no idea who this guy is. He just sort of. I mean, obviously he's a great athlete. And I don't pay attention to it, but mm-hmm. terrific. I I would like him to be celebrated as much, or if not more than a, a Michael Phelps. Right. My gosh, no. he did ten events. Right. Ten very different events. It's, I don't know. And really, it was the, it was the uh, women who really uh, brought it home in terms of the lesser Oh, events. interesting. Do you like, have a, a breakup of the women versus I, men? Uh, not versus, just some of the notables. Like uh, Claressa Shields, she won uh, women's middleweight boxing. She, she got the gold. Okay. Gwen Jorgensen, the women's triathlon. Kayla Harrison for judo. Which was interesting to me because it seems like that is always dominated by the Korean, folk. yeah, Asian. It yeah. seems like there's always, but no, we we won the the women won the gold. Ginny uh, Thrasher, she was a ten meter uh, air rifle. She was the first gold recipient of the games. Oh, is that the one that's um, been in like a million Olympics? I don't know. I don't. What think was her name? That Thrasher. Ginny Thrasher. Yes, she does not look very old. No. Okay. There was some gal that was, they, you know, they do these little background stories. Hmm. And maybe it was. Um, and she got the silver. Yeah, that's her. Kim Road. Oh, she got the silver. Well, good for not you. Not a flattering photo. Yeah, you know, she's holding a shotgun. I think she looks beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And apparently she knows how to use it. You look great. Evidently. And I think she's... Oh, finals. She's got a Beretta there. No, I don't think she did. Oh, bronze medal match. She won the bronze. And Sorry, that was the qualification, and I don't know why she's listed number two. And then she won the bronze. 
So that's interesting. So sure the, the women's skeet, so you know what it is? It's almost like the match is like like a bracket. Because skeet is, you got the eight stations, and you go around, and right. you hit the high house and the low house and all that kind of stuff. And so you're competing against one other person. Right. So she probably just, she probably lost to either one of the two Italians, holy cow, and then uh, was only eligible for the bronze medal match, much like the women's beach volleyball lost in the semifinals to Brazil. To Brazil, right. and then they they would only play for the bronze medal. Right. So I think that's like what this is. Bronze or bust. Bronze or bust. Oh, two other notable golds were women's water polo and women's rowing, in which the men did not. I don't believe the men meddled in those events. I tell you, water polo, oh. that's a sport and a half. <laughs> you know what the worst? Talk about stamina. You know what the worst position's got to be? It's got to be goalie. Oh, yeah. How the heck do you stop a ball? Like, how do you... <laughs> you're treading water, and then you got to, like, l- like leap out of the water. If they put a platform underneath me while I was in the water, <laughs> I still couldn't be any better than these guys. This is any kind of flotation at all. Yeah, I wonder what you could do. Could you like fill your belly with air, like hold your swallow breath. a balloon? Yeah, I could. You swallow a balloon of helium? Performance enhancing balloons. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. So, as far as they don't get paid for these medals, they're considered bonuses. And for a gold, you get twenty five thousand silver, fifteen thousand right. bronze, ten thousand. Right, not bad. But in China, you get a you get a thirty one thousand dollar bonus for a gold. France at sixty five thousand, Russia one hundred thirty five thousand. This is a U.S. dollar equivalent. Oh yes. Okay. And wow, it, that's quite something. And Italy, that that woman who won the uh, that Italian woman who won ski. Yeah. She got one hundred eighty thousand dollars for that. Well, that's pretty freaking good. I'd say, but they all pale in comparison to one country, Azerbaijan. Mm. Five hundred ten thousand dollars. Half a million bucks if you. Yep. If you can. Get a, gold? get a gold, and they've wow. never had to pay that out. <laughs> <laughs> they've never had to pay out, so they're due. Yes, you know, in a country whose per capita income is about fifty five hundred dollars a year, that's one hundred years of average pay. No. Oh, fifty five hundred? Yes. Oh, fifty five. I was thinking fifty five thousand. Yeah, fifty five. So right back at you, boy. Yeah, if I could, <laughs> you know, use my ears and listen. That so I think that's something. more of a a carrot for. What do you think about the athletes? You know, we were talking about this earlier. The first time it flips to professional athlete as opposed to amateur athlete. Right. In my recollection was the dream team with Magic Johnson and playing for the Olympic gold. Right. In exactly. basketball. Uh, Larry Bird was there. I don't know. Michael Jordan probably was there. I mean, that was like, those were games to watch. That was so, great yeah. fun. But it did seem a little... And, and we trounced them. Did we win this year in the We did. Basketball? I think we I think I mean, we beat Serbia. How did the women do? Did I think they, they I think they gold they got gold too. Gino R our Gino Ariama yes. was uh the coach there. Yep. And he had uh at least two former UConn players. <laughs> he had most yeah. a lot of Maybe three. Yeah. Yeah, Sue Bird, I think, got hurt or something like that. Oh. Yeah. But this yeah. is her last Olympics anyway, so Oh. Yeah, and really if if you're raising a kid who is dead set on becoming a, an Olympic athlete, steer them towards team sports. 
because some of these sports are insanely expensive. Yeah. To train in. You, do you know what the number one most expensive sport is? The number one most expensive according to Forbes, sport. Yes. I would say I don't really know, but well, I'm, I should I'm, qualify I'm, that summer summer sports. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say something with to do with the shotguns or the or the shooting. Close archery, archery, indeed. It's reusable, right? But coaches will run you a hundred dollars an hour. Oh, really? And yeah, that would add up quite quickly. I thought it would have been gymnastics. Gymnastics is only about fifteen grand a year. So much of the gymnastics though is getting in shape and being oh, in shape sure. which is i understand it's not free on the olympic level but you you don't necessarily need to pull a trigger like you know it's not like it costs you three dollars every time you do a push-up right. right you know which is what like the shooting sports w- would cost you it, it costs you money hard money to practice every element of that oh sure so but yeah it, Archery was surprising. And certainly, I think the winter sports are all astronomical. If you look at even. I, I don't want to think about it. First of all, <laughs> putting your kid through who hockey. In the world, you know? like, first of all, I love that ski jump thing where oh, they yeah. just like they just fly. Oh, did you but see I'm Eddie the Eagle? No. Oh, it was a very cute movie. But I am just thinking, what on the. Who. What yeah. are the circumstances that someone says, I'd like to try that? You know, like, I just don't understand. What, you got to have a little bit of a death wish. Uh, you know, the, remember the uh, wild, wide world of sports, the agony of defeat? Yes. Show that guy over and over again every week. I'm just biffing it off the high, off the long jump. Have you ever seen the, I don't know if this was a, that was Netflix, a Netflix original, yeah. Lillehammer? Yeah. No, I've, I have not, but I've, I've heard. So Steven Van Zant is, is in it from uh, the boss fame great guitarist he was also the very stereotypical mob buddy in sopranos with the crazy hair and he sort of plays that very similar character but with a lot less killing where this guy is a he's a goomba in new york former goomba i think he was a bartender or something and something happens where Someone tries to kill him because of something or other, and there's a death, and there's a new mob boss. And he says, I am out of here. And he turns state's evidence, but he tells the guys, yeah, I want witness protection, but I don't want it anywhere where anyone would ever think someone like me would go. And they say, well, what do you think? He said, well, I remember watching the Olympics when they were in Lillehammer. I'd like to go there. It seems like a nice place. And so he goes there, and he tries to acclimate Sure, in Norway. In Norway. And uh, it's, you know, it is full of antics. And I think it was two or three seasons. Three seasons. Okay. And that was great. But one of the guys in that, uh, one of his local Lillehammer buddies, right-hand man kind of guys, he wanted to always be a ski jumper. And there's one episode where he actually does the ski jump. It's just like, what on the earth? But it's a big deal out there, I guess. I don't know. Jeez. Well, you know, I was watching a little bit of the diving, and it occurred to me, boy, if I had wanted to be a high diver, yeah, where on earth would I go? Because <laughs> there are no more high high dives anywhere. 
around. Yeah, I don't I, know. You would have to go to a particular place. Probably have to. It's like, you know, you got to drive for the hockey practice right. kind of thing. What sports are you going to let your kids play? Table tennis. Table tennis. <laughs> I like it. Actually, my son has expressed an interest in fencing. We'll see how long <laughs> I that like lasts. I like the fencing. You know what? I always thought fencing is a real gentleman's sport. Not like sexist gentleman, but a, a very... Refined, yeah. Refined, sure. Uh, a high concentration on sportsmanship. Sure. And I don't know nothing about fencing. I know like lunge, parry, thrust. I don't know. That's about all I know. And... Every time one of these guys would score a point, they would rip their helmet off and go, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like that at all. I thought that was kind of, I didn't think that was very gentlemanly. I can, I see where you're coming from. I don't know. It just, it was gross. I, was you know, gross. I saw a little bit of the saber, which, you know, there's three types of fencing. There's I don't know. Well, there's the foil <laughs> where you got to, Stick them with the pointy end. Yeah. There's the epee where you can stick them with the pointy end or just slash them with the end of it. Yeah. And then there's the saber where you can score on any edge of that weapon. So I didn't see any of the saber. Oh, yeah. I saw, well, I just saw a little bit of it. You know what else I didn't see? Synchronized swimming. Oh, me neither. Or rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, I didn't see rhythmic didn't gymnastics. See and you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> rhythmic gymnastics. I tell you. Who'd have thought? Oh, who won the golf? Who won the gold medal in golf? I'm not sure. We should check that out. Gold medal. Don't think it was uh, U.S. Golf. I have no idea. Uh, this Justin person Rose. Was, oh, Justin Rose. He's a very good. Henrik Stenson. Good oh, we for got you. The bronze. Matt Kuchar. Cooch got the bronze. Good for you, Cooch. That's great. I like I like uh, Matt Kuchar an awful lot. I think he has a silly looking putter, but that's great. <laughs> Good for him. All great guys. All great guys. Thomas Peters from Belgium came in fourth just out of the medals, which is uh, someone I don't know. Yeah, I don't recognize hardly uh, any of the names. Rafael Cabrera Bello. Yeah, we know him. Oh, Sergio Garcia. That's too bad. Boy, he was quite a bit off, actually. 268 won it. Lower is better. He was 277. He was nine strokes off. Yeah, and Sergio's been playing great. Where's the other, the obnoxious guy? Oh, there he is right next. To, oh, he tied with Sergio. Bubba Watson. Obnoxious. Yeah, we don't like we don't like uh, Bubba Watson. No, he's a lefty. He's like the him. guy that, that the no guy. one likes now. You know, you have to imagine, too, that they're playing down in Rio. Probably none of them have ever, except the Brazilians, have ever played on this course. Maybe this course yeah. didn't even exist That's six months ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, maybe no one did. Yeah, I don't know what kind of grass seed and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, they're so good. And the thing about these guys is they they can all look forward to professional. Well, I mean, they are all professional golfers. Yeah. And what does is, what is the women's water polo team do after this? Coach water polo? Yeah, I know. That is that's it's, a great question. It's rough. And rowing. Oh, rowing is a, that's a whole, that's a lifestyle. That's fine. They're going right, to be just fine. They, really? Yeah. They're going to be just fine. That's a lifestyle. I mean, none of these people are supposedly going, I mean, you know, what do you do if you're a gold medal gymnast? I don't know. Coach? Join endorsements. Yeah, right. You know, like, you, know, you really, really have like to shoot practical. for the endorsements. Short of endorsements, yeah. I think, yeah, you become a coach. Yep. 
or a call girl. And uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> she is not a call girl no, anymore. No, 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 no. She's like an inspirational person now. Absolutely. All right. Well, that might just wrap it up for us. Any final thoughts? Um, what questions do we want Blizeman as he's going to listen to this? Uh, here's what I want to know. Would you rather be a, a city dweller or uh, or an urban uh, or a suburban hick? Suburban? <laughs> How about a rural hick? <laughs> yeah, I don't like to say the word rural. Rural? Yeah. You know why? I slip into my Tom Brokaw accent. Rural? My rural? If I was going to be an urban dweller, it would it would have to be someplace like San Francisco. I am yeah. Not, I am not a Manhattanite. So I have nothing. always, for some strange reason, I've always wanted to live in the city. Yeah. I, well, actually, it's, it used to be some strange reason. Now I know exactly why. The reason is, well, I always wanted to have brownstone in a city where I could walk like out my door and run around up the steps into my neighbor's, hey, borrow some milk, you know, or <laughs> you, know, you got a, a spoonful of sugar or something. The reason is, is that all of the shows that I grew up watching, whether it was The Cosby Show or Sesame Street or Full House or whatever, they were all in these sort of brownstone-like settings where right. your neighbors were right next door. And I think subconsciously, it's just like, that should be the goal. That's the goal in life. Hmm. And so I love that. And we actually toyed with it. Is it this year? Earlier this year or late last year? of moving down to New Haven where they have some of those houses. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have some beautiful neighborhoods down there. Turns out New Haven, you think maybe you could get a deal on this. No, they're very pricey. Really? <laughs> it's like, ooh, I'm staying put. Yeah. <laughs> Even those scary neighborhoods, it's pricey. Yeah, It's pricey. Get it's it. like, okay, I almost own this place. I'm, I do I'm not done. understand. That's crazy. All right. So, yeah, Eric, uh, city, if, you know, money, no option, would you buy a country home or would you buy an uh, apartment in whatever city you want? London, New York, whatever. I think I'd go with the country home. I think I'd go with the country home, too. You know why? I like driving tractors. <laughs> and then number two, uh, worst Olympic sport. That's just what I want to know. Worst Olympic sport. Any ideas? Curling. No! Curling <laughs> is fantastic. Oh, Blasman is not going to be happy with that one. Oh, yeah, he, he likes badminton, so. He does like badminton. Yeah, what was it about that? It was all up in my face last week. <laughs> um, it's got to be the, uh, the the twirling of the ribbon. The rhythmic, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. Or the ball that have one where it's like, you literally are. You're like a Cirque du Soleil performer where you're like moving a ball around your hand. It's really? really? crazy. Yes, okay. Well, now the music has run out, so I will start it again. <laughs> and say thank you very much for joining us this week. On the Horn is a production of the Hartford Online Radio Network, LLC, copyright 2016. All rights reserved. We'll be back next week. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs>